0: revelation chapter 1 I want you to stand with me all of the house if you will and we're going to read the Bible and I'm going to get right into the message in just a moment revelation chapter 1 remember this is not revelation plural it's revelation it's the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ revelation means taking the, the veil off revelation means let you see and God let a man see his name was John and God let him say Let me tell you something about John real quickly before we read scripture. John is called the last apostle. John was the one that leaned on the bosom of Jesus. I mean, John was the one that was called John the Beloved. Oh, listen, when when he was around Jesus, he said, "Let me just lay my head upon your bosom." I love to be around you and get a post He said, "No wonder." called the last apostles. Now watch this. Uh, uh, he wrote the life of the gospel. He wrote Matthew, Marcus, he wrote John. He wrote the life of the epistles. First John, second John, third John. He wrote the life book in the Bible. The book of the Revelation. No wonder they called him the life apostle. So when you look in here, my friend, you see this man called John. But I want you to look with me, Revelation chapter 1. We're going to read verse 1 through 3. And then I'm going to read the key text of all the book of Revelation, and then bring you a message tonight on God's last message to this world. Notice in verse 1, chapter 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who by record of the word of God and of testimony of Jesus Christ, of all things that he saw, now listen, now listen, don't tell it this way. A lot of preachers will tell you you can't understand Revelation, don't don't fool with it. A lot of preachers will tell you it's a closed book. Now let's read the next verse and see what the Lord said to do about Revelation. Whether you understand it or not, listen to what he said, in verse 3. Blessed is he that readeth. He didn't say no, I'm not understanding it. Bless God. He said, Read it, you'll get a blessing. And blessed is he that readeth. And they that hear the words of this prophecy said, "It's good, just to go around and hear somebody preach about it." He said, "You'll be blessed." I'm, I'm reading out of King James, by the way, and I praise God giving you the Bible. Somebody said, "Don't get about Revelation. You, uh, you better stay away from it." God said, "You better stay in it. If you want to bless it." Amen. Amen. He said, "Bless it, happy." All right, this is what the Bible said: "And keep with those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand." I believe this. The time's at hand for him. Are you listening? Oh, if you have made preparations to get out of here and leave this world in any moment, you better make preparations because we may be leaving before daylight. We may be leaving. All right, look at verse 19, chapter 1. Here is the key text of the whole book of the Revelation. Write the things which are seen, the things which are, and the things which must be hereafter. Let me stop right there. Look this way. Let me give you what he said. Right? he said, John, write it down, the things which were. Write the back. Write it back halfway back on it. Write the things which are. And then he said, I'm going to let you write the things which will be hereafter. Right and did you know John got to write about everything in time all the way to eternity? Praise well, God. When he closed out the book of Revelation, you're in eternity time is no more you can throw away your clock you can do away with this calendar because time is no more would you be seated we're gonna bow for prayer everyone all over the house everyone sees everybody praying father we thank you for every blessing thank you for the book of the revelation and the last great message we leave here now lord bless us as we open up the bible tonight and i praise the sweet spirit of god that will let them hear no man save Jesus as he speaks through his word. I'm glad for the word of God, and I pray that you bless everyone that's come, and all you do, we'll thank you, because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen beloved I, I want to speak to you on the subject the revelation of the lord jesus 22 chapters i hear somebody say preacher how can you preach all in that great book i'm just going to give you a bird's eye view i'm going to talk to you about this man john the bible said he was on the isle of patmos now i've been to patmos i've flown over it in an airplane it's a little island just off Uh, Greece. And in that island it was a prison. And the Bible said John was in that island or on that island. Now you say what did he do? Had he he, uh, robbed a bank or had he done some great crime? No! The Bible said he was there for two weeks the Bible said he was there for the word of God. Brother, I believe before this thing winds up, we may have to suffer for the word of God's sake. And the Bible said he was there for the word of God. And the testimony of Jesus Christ. Is there a better testimony than that of Jesus? How That he lived and he died and he rose again. Hey. Oh Lord, how that he ever lives to make intercession? And some golden daybreak, thank God he's coming back again. But you say, what about John, Brother Me? He was there, and the Spirit came upon him and said, write, and he started writing. And before I get into the message, let me give you the two things he wrote about. He wrote about the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, when you're singing, you need to sing about Jesus. The person of the Lord Jesus. Churches ought to want to present Jesus. But my job's not to present that this. I'm to present the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to preach Jesus. And the Bible says that he had a revelation first of all of his person and then his plan. Somebody said, why, God's not in this plan. I want you to know God in his plan, and it's going to work out just like he said it would. I've already read the last chapter. I know how it's going to wind up, and praise God, I'm on the winning side. And if you're saying, praise the Lord, you ought to be shouting because you can read the last chapter. And the Bible tells us that it's of his plan. Now, just before I bring you the message. Uh, let me show you four things uh, that will be consummated uh, at the close of the book of the Revelation. Uh, first of all, you're going to see the consummation of the end of the devil. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'll be glad to get rid of old true But Say amen. Uh, some of you say, preacher, I won't be happy to get rid of him. Will you not bother him? Uh, brother, if you go around and you... Uh, And you resist the devil. I want to tell you, he'll flee from you. Uh, And if you stand against Satan, Mister, Satan will give you trouble. Uh, And the first thing, uh, we'll see the consummation of Satan. And then we'll see the consummation uh, uh, of the saints of God. Oh, you say, I'm having it hard, but you wait. This is a little taste tonight of what we're going to have. I want to tell you something, mister. We're going to live in a paradise with God forever. We're going to live in a new Jerusalem. We're going to be with God and enjoy the blessings of God. But then you see, not on the consummation of Satan and the saints, but you see, uh, the consummation of the Savior, the first time Jesus came. They spit on him the first time he came to a barn door, but the next time he comes it'll be different. And aren't you glad for that? They'll not spit on Jesus anymore. Bless God, he's coming back as the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords, and John saw him upon the throne. But then there's the fourth consummation, and that'll be of the sinner. What's going to happen to the man that says, I don't have time for God, I don't have time for Church, I don't have time to pray. I don't have time for the Bible. The Bible tells you what's going to happen to every poor old Christ-rejecting sinner. But so much for that. Let me give you something. You have your pencils. John had many visions. I'm going to show you five visions that sum up the message and the plan and the purpose of the book of the Revelation. You say, what are they, Brother Mace? Number one, Is in chapter 1, and it's called The Vision of the Holy One. You see, John writes in the first chapter about the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. And did you know he gives you the only picture that you really have of what Jesus looks like? You say, I know what he looks like. No, you don't. Unless you read the first chapter of the book of the Revelation. His hair is white as snow, his eyes as a flame of fire. Brother, you need to read the picture of the lord jesus christ and you say what did john see in the vision he saw the vision of the holy one and oh no wonder heaven says holy 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 lord God Almighty. I'm glad John in chapter 1 saw the vision of the Holy One. And in that vision he saw three things. Write them down. First of all he saw him as the Son of Man walking in the midst of the seven churches. And let me tell you that's where he belongs in the midst. My friend when the church gets too big for Jesus and gets so much programmed she doesn't have room for Jesus. That church is in a mess. Do you hear me? I want you to know the Bible says that he had a vision of the Son of Man walking in the midst of the seven uh, seven churches of Asia Minor. The second thing he saw about the Holy One, he not only saw him as the Son of Man, but he saw the Shekinah glory of God in him. I want to tell you if there's any glory, it's in the Lord Jesus Christ. My Bible said when he looked on him, his face did outshine the sun. Oh, you hear me, his countenance, the shekinah glory came out i want you to know i'm glad that he is the shekinah glory of god some of you've never been around much glory for i like the glory of god i was born in this crowd that believes in the glory i don't like to be around a bunch that don't believe in the glory but when john had the vision of the holy one he saw the son of man in the midst of the seven churches he saw the shekinah glory come forth from his skin and the third thing he saw was the sovereign savior you say what do you mean sovereign he said i conquered death hell and the grave. I'm he that was dead, but am alive forevermore? And the Bible says, I've got the keys of death and hell. Don't worry about it, children. He's powerful enough. He's already destroyed the works of the devil. And I'm glad, praise the Lord, he conquered the grave. Did you know because he lives, thank God we'll live also, bless god that's shouting gram i want you to know he's all powerful and when john in the first chapter saw the holy one he saw the sovereign one thank god nothing can bind him nothing can destroy him death could not hold him hell could not do away with him and i'm glad the first vision that john had is in chapter one now the second visions in chapter two and in chapter three. You say what did John see in chapter two and chapter three? In chapter one he saw the holy one. In chapters two and three, he saw his church. The church of the Lord Jesus. The seven churches of Asia. Mine. I'm glad in Matthew 16 and verse 18. The Lord Jesus Christ said upon this rock. I build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I hear somebody say. Maze. The church is going down. No she's going up. And hallelujah. I'm glad nothing can destroy. The church of the Lord Jesus. Christ. and if you'll read the second or third chapters of the book of the revelation you had a of the seven churches of the church age i want to show you the three divisions of the three stages of the church and they start with l first of all when it started off it had the lordship of christ Everywhere the early church went for a hundred years, they said he's Lord of all. And brother, when we get back to making him Lord, our churches will grow again. Our churches will be blessed again. Now I want you to know you don't hear much preached about Lordship. But thank God that early church, without radio programs and without cracks and without electricity and without automobiles and without television, preachers! Uh, did more in the first hundred years uh, than we've done in the last nineteen hundred years. Uh, you know why? Because, uh, oh, the vision! Uh, they, he saw the seven churches and the Lordship of Christ. Uh, the second thing he saw, he saw them leaving their first love. Uh, and brother, it wasn't long to start cooling off. Uh, it, you know, the devil, can't, if he can't stop he'll cool you off. And that's exactly what he did. They left their first love. They didn't lose it, they left it. And some of you have left your first love. He's not as precious as he used to be. He's not as wonderful as he used to be. So watch the stages. Oh, you see the Lordship. And then you see him leave. And now you come to the end of the church age, and you know where we are? In the lukewarm stage. Say, man, right there. The Bible says you're neither hot or you're neither cold. I'll spew you out of my mouth. It makes God sick when he looks down and sees lukewarm singing, lukewarm preaching, lukewarm shouting. Brother, there's something wrong with us somewhere. I tell you, as you look into the Word of God and as you study the Bible, You'll see that we're now in the Laodicean age. That's the spirit of, uh, of just man taking over. Uh, excluding God out of the thing. Uh, brother, you can't worship God unless you worship Him. Uh, in spirit uh, and in truth, there is no other way. Uh, uh, be happy and worship God, uh, but in spirit and in truth. Uh, but we're living in a lukewarm age. Uh, go to the average church and count. Why, it's just lukewarm, neither hot nor cold. Uh, and God said, You make me sick and I'll spill you out of my mouth. Uh, read it when you uh, in your Bible, uh, Revelation chapter 3, uh, He said, You're rich. Most churches got plenty of money. <laughs> and you have need of nothing. That's what He said. But he said, I want to tell you something. You're lukewarm. You're a bunch of sickening, sickening things. He said, you turn my stomach, God says. Now, this is what John saw. If you read Revelation chapter 2, Revelation chapter 3 he saw his church, the Lord's church. He saw it winding up in the spirit of the Laodicean age. But let's come to the next great vision. The next vision was a heavenly holy scene. It changes from earth to heaven. And that's in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5. And if you want something to bless you, brother, you just look at that heavenly scene. The Bible says in chapter 4 and verse 1, and a door was opened in heaven. And John heard a voice say, Come up hither." And when he got there, he saw... Heaven's holy scene. I want to tell you, heaven's a holy place. Nothing defileth. The book of the Revelation says, make lie. I make a fly shall enter into that city. I'm glad it's a holy place. There's a holy God there. And holy people are going to be there. And holy angels are going to be there. Oh, you say, Brother Meeks. And John saw the heaven's holy scene in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5. You say, you say, what did he see in that holy scene? He saw three T's, write them down. First of all, he looked up there and saw a throne. I like that. Glory to God, a throne. Not a cross. Do you hear me? When he looked up there, he didn't see a little baby's. In a cradle, he saw one sitting on the throne. And that's where Jesus is, praise God. I'm glad he's on the throne. Oh, you say, preacher, he's still on the cross. No, he's not. And if you got a little old cross at your house, listen to me, and you got Jesus on that cross, you go home and stomp it. Stomp it. I have a friend up in Maiden, North Carolina. His name's Charles Werther. And Charles called me. He was in a certain kind of a hospital. And he said, a woman came in to see him. And she brought him one of them crucifixes and, and put it at the end of his bed. He said, lady, get that thing out of here. I don't want to see it. That nurse said, well, I want to tell you. This is the hospital where we believe in the crucifix. He said, Lady, I want to tell you, my Jesus is not hanging on a cross. He already has paid the sin debt. They took him down. They put him in a tomb. He got up on the third day, and he's now on the throne. And he said, Praise the Lord! Let me tell you, my friend, Jesus, when John saw heaven's holy scene, he saw a throne. Oh, praise God. Mister, you hear me? He saw a throne. Secondly, he saw a throng. That means a lot of people. Oh, I used to think heaven would be kind of a ghost town. But he said, No man can number. Hallelujah. There'll be some from every tribe and every nation, every blood bought, born again person will be there. You listen to me. I don't care how many times you join the church and I shake my hand, and how many times you're baptized? Are you listening? Until you come to an encounter with God, and you're born from above, not of corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible Word of God. Until you're born the second time. I don't care what you belong to, Mister. You'll not be there in that great number, the throng of heaven, and they're crying, "Holy, holy, holy!" That's where you Baptist today. Say. Amen right there oh you say what do you see in heaven's uh, holy scene in chapters 4 uh, and chapter 5 i'll tell you what he saw he saw first of all a throne uh, let me give let me give you something about that throne you know what he said he sat on and there's a rainbow round, a round rainbow uh, you know what that means he turned hallelujah uh, Oh, he loves colors. Aren't you glad? And the colors of a rainbow deck the throne of heaven. And then there's the throng. A great crowd of people from the east and the west and the north and the south. Thank God they've gathered around the throne. And there's a great throng. But here's the best part of what John saw in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5. He saw a thrill. Oh, you say, preacher, a thrill. Yes, he did. He heard an elder say, Who is worthy to take the book out of the hand of he that sits on the throne? And who's worthy? He didn't say who could do it, but he said who's worthy to do it. I want to tell you, Mace Jackson's not worthy enough to do it. Oh, uh, you're not worthy enough to do it but I'm glad John said I looked around, I looked up in heaven, I looked on earth I looked under earth and I didn't see anyone that was able when that strong angel cried who is worthy to take that book out of his right hand John said I couldn't find anybody and I started crying I started weeping and the angel said that's God. you in heaven's holy scene. Nobody cries up in heaven. Say amen. Praise God. I'm going to a city where there are no tears. I'm going to a place where there's no sorrow. I'm going to a place where there's no separation. I'm going to a place where we'll live with God forever. And you say, preacher, what is this thing. Now watch it. I want to show you something. John got down and cried. And a strong uh, elder said, John, we've not. We've not. Look over yonder, and John looked, and he saw the line of the tribe of (laughs) Judah. Praise God, who's worthy to take the book, and open the book, and break the seals thereof. Now let me give you quickly what's in that book. Did you know what was contained in the book of the right hand of the Lord Jesus Christ? The the title leads to the world. You hear me, 6,000 years ago, old so the devil got a lease on this earth. I got news for you. In that book, the title book, Jesus redeemed it back. And the lease is about to run out, mister. And the devil's not going to have it much longer. There's going to be a day when the knowledge of the Lord is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And every mountain shall shout with glory. And the Bible said the trees clap their hands. And the rocks We'll sing Hosanna. You say, why? Because He is worthy. Are you listening? Even down here on earth, they'll know that in heaven there's one named Jesus, and He's worthy. He's worthy to break the seals and let us see therein. All right, are you following me tonight? Revelation chapter 1, you see the Holy One. Revelation chapter 2 and 3, you see His church, the church of the Lord Jesus. Revelation 4 and 5, you see heaven's holy scene now here is why most of revelation was written did you know it was written uh, two-thirds of it because of daniel's 70th week did you know that two-thirds of the book of the revelation was not written to the church it was not written brother about heaven oh you say what was two-thirds of revelation written about beginning with chapter six through chapter 18, or 19, you say, what was it, what was it talking about? It was talking about Daniel's 70th week. It was talking about what we call the tribulation period. Uh, I want you to know when the tribulation enters, uh, I'll be gone. Hallelujah. Uh, Somebody said, I'm going to hang around. Well, you can have it, brother, as the trumpet sounds. uh, I'm leaving out of here. Uh, And, mister, I'm not going to be here uh, during the tribulation. Uh, Oh, what a time. Do You come tomorrow afternoon. I'm going to give you the seven last prophecies and I'll explain in sequence uh, these things. But let's come back. Oh, you say, preacher, What about this thing, the tribulation? Tribulation is divided in two parts. 1,260 days, 1,260 days, John said, 42 weeks. And in the midst of the tribulation, the Antichrist is going to break his covenant uh, and all hell's going to be let loose on this world. Uh, man downtown said, I don't believe in hell. Uh, you let him hang around like the church is gone uh, and the beginning of the great tribulation, the like three and a half years uh, and they'll literally uh, be hell on earth. Uh, but if you've got your pencils, uh, I want to show you how to divide from chapter 6 to chapter 20. You say, how? All right, get your pencil. pencil. Uh, even through chapter 20 write down three things in the tribulation that divides the great tribulation period. Number one, you see the breaking of the seven seals. Now, oh, you hear me. He'll turn over there and said, Who's worthy in Jesus? The Lamb of God breaks the seals. And when he breaks the six seals, it's going to be a prayer meeting like you've never heard. But write this down about the breaking of the seven seals. Now, the breaking of the seven seals is the world ruled by man. Now, man's always wanted to rule this thing. And after Jesus comes for the bride, and in the breaking of the seven seals, the world is going to be ruled by sinful man i want to tell you something man can't rule himself man can't govern himself man's made a mess out of everything he ever touched say amen right there why you man's messed up the water system down here in counter man messes up air out here for some of you some of you deacons help mess it up say amen right there amen amen, amen. you know I like can, you know, amen. I'm telling you, this is up everything that he touches. And under the breaking of the seven seals. Now, let me give you just two things. A man, first man, man's going to rule. A sinful man's going to rule. I mean, under the breaking of the seven seals, sinful, blasphemous, unholy holy men are going to rule. During that time, there'll be law and bloodshed, like i have everything. Oh, you hear me, my sister. It's going to be a time of famine, it's going to be a time of disaster, there's going to be a time of convulsion up in the sky. You say, when? When the heavens roll back like a spoon. I want to tell you on the breaking of the seven seals. And oh, you'll find several chapters given to the breaking of the seven seals. That's one third of the tribulation. Now what's the second thing. Not only do you have the breaking of the seven seals, but you have the blowing of the seven trumpets. And you say, preacher, what will it be like? Out of the blowing of the seven trumpets, it'll get more severe when the seven trumpets are blown. Uh, the Bible says, hailstones, sixty pounds gone, will be falling. The Bible said on the blowing of the trumpets, men will all their tongues and blood will run out of their mouths because of the pain, uh, of the heat, uh, and the suffering of the blood, when one third shall be made blood in this world. Well, let me give you, I told you, on the breaking of the seven seals, the world will be ruled by sinful man. But on the blowing of the seven trumpets, uh, the world will be ruled by Satan. You'll say, I don't believe that. Hang around, you'll find out. Uh, I won't be here when it happens only to God. But under the blowing of the seven prophets, the Antichrist, who will be none other than Satan incarnate. Oh, you hear me? Now, I want to throw a little something in here. I don't want to throw you for you to get in a tailspin. But I'll tell you who I believe the Antichrist will be. I believe he'll be Judas Iscariot. As a lot of people don't believe that, if you don't believe that, I won't press at you at all. But when you get to heaven, the Lord will straighten you out, and you'll understand like I do. Say amen right there. I believe it'll be Judas Iscariot. Now, I don't have my little book, and i tell you a little book why. I believe it'll be Judas Iscariot. But listen, Satan's going to rule the same. How uh, do you like for the devil? I mean Satan in the flesh. Uh, the Antichrist, the rule. <laughs> Brother, on the blowing of the heaven Satan's going to rule of the breaking of the seven seals, sinful man is going to But when you come to that third part of the tribulation, the blood of the seven vows. Now, I tell you, folks, you say, Well, I don't mind a little blood. why well, some of you go to the hospital. They prick your finger and you faint. Say, Amen, right there. Little blood scares you to death. Amen. I tell you what to i test sitting in the dentist chair the other day. And he said to me, he said, why are people scared of the dentist? I said, I don't know. He said, he reckon it's the blood. I said, I don't know. I don't know. But they're afraid. Now, I want to tell you, you may not be afraid of blood, but you wait for all oh, the, the blood of the seven vials uh, of the seven bowls are pour out on this world. The Bible said, except those days be shortened, that man would not be able to live and man would not be able to exist because, listen to me, oh, under the great blood of the great thousand of oh, it'll be the world's worst time. sun won't shine, turn before the moon won't shine, the stars will be falling out, i want you to know it'll be hell on earth sure enough i'm sure glad that i know that i know that i know i'm saying <laughs> thank god i know i won't be here now, you say preacher from revelation chapter six to revelation chapter 21 even through chapter 20 you find all of these things that's going to take place but at the close now listen of the blood of the seven vials this world will be rescued by the faithful. Uh, now watch this. I want to help you with something. Are you listening to me? Uh, you see, under the seven uh, 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 the seven seals, sinful man will rule is saying. Under the going uh, of the seven trumpets, Satan will rule is saying. Uh, but it's a cold of the blood vials that will be poured out. The Savior's going to rescue the Savior. Woo! Praise God, that blesses me. He's coming back on a white horse. And thank God, he's going to have the word of God in his mouth. Now let me give you just a couple of things and I'll have to hurry about this rescue of the Savior. Now watch this, I am going to help you, son. The Bible said in the 16th chapter of the book of Revelation, now watch this, it said there'll be three unclean frogs. Now some old healer on the radio and I mean, he was off base, he said he caught those three frogs, and he had them in a jar somewhere, and he was going to pickle them. Well, I don't know what, I know it wasn't the one John was talking about, Revelation chapter 16. That was what the book says. And these unclean three frogs are going out. And they're going to get in the kings of the earth. And they're coming to the place called Megiddo. They're coming there to declare war on God. Man's always been a rebel. and been at war with God. The two waves of the kings of the earth. And all the armies of the Antichrist. Gather yonder to a place called Jehoshaphat Valley. I've been there many times. I have stood and looked down in that gorge. Where the Bible said the blood run to the bridle of the horses. Oh! Say, preacher, it'll be terrible. Yes, will. My Bible says, and he'll destroy them just like that. Somebody said, How will the Lord destroy all those millions of men down there? Just yes, quickly. He'll use two words on You say, How do you know? I believe he'll use just two words. You say, What will he say? He'll say, Drop dead, and that'll be all there's to it. Say amen, right there. That's God, that's all they'll have to say. Drop dead! That outfit will drop dead, they'll die. His word. His word. His word. I was preaching the other night if you was here. And I was talking about Simon Peter walking on the water. I think I said something about that. Simon Peter didn't walk on the water. He walked on the word. Jesus said, Come. And he walked on the word of the water. The only reason he stayed up was the word of God. And when he got his eyes off of the Lord, the living Word, he started going down. Say amen right there. Brother, if you get your eyes off of Jesus, you're going down. If you get your eyes off of the Son of God, you're going to sink. As sure as there's a God in heaven, if you get your eyes off of him, it's a terrible thing. You say, Preacher, what's going to happen? The Bible says, oh, in that great battle that Jesus Christ and the armies that followed him, We'll put down the armies of the Antichrist. Uh, and Boy, it'll be a glorious time. I want you to know I'm glad I'm on the winning side. Uh, Praise God, it's good to be on the winning side. Uh, Now let me show you something. Television is not much good for anything. Now you hear me, I'm going to tell you something. But when those two men, uh, and I'll have to hurry right after this. When those two witnesses, and by the way, nobody believes what I believe about the two witnesses. Everybody believes that one of them will be Elijah. Because Malachi says Elijah will come again. But Imar DeHaan, great, great Bible teacher, he says it'll be Moses and Elijah. I have some friends, Petting says it'll be, uh, and he's not my friend, but I've read his book. He says it'll be uh, Elijah and the be Enoch, because Enoch and Elijah didn't die. They both went to heaven alive. But you know who I believe it'll be, and it won't make any difference because you won't be here if you're saved, and no, I won't either. I believe it'll be Elijah and John the Revelator. I believe the man that wrote the Book of Revelation. If you read in the eleventh chapter of the Book of Revelation, it talks about the two witnesses. Now watch this, and if you'll go up to the last verse in chapter ten, it says, "Thou John," talking to John must testify again to many kingdoms and kings. And John didn't get off of that island, mister. John, was, he, did, he never did testify to kings. But he will, brother, one of these days. And if you'll come down to the first part of the book of the, re, of the 11th chapter, he eats that little book. And when he eats that little book, it's sweet to his mouth and bitter to his belly. You know why? Because I believe he sees. He's one of the witnesses. And the Bible says the Antichrist will make war. With the two witnesses, and they'll be killed, and they'll lie in the streets three and a half days, and every eye shall see them. That's where television. Boy, they're going to shine them cameras down on those two fellows. Now let me tell you why it's going to be unusual. If you're an Orthodox Jew, and if you lived in Israel tonight, and you died tonight, they'd bury you before ten o'clock in the morning. Are you listening? If you are an Orthodox Jew. And you die before 10 o'clock, they'll bury you before the night comes. If you die in the night, they'll bury you by 10 o'clock the next morning. So they don't leave a body. I've been there. I know. Boy, as soon as you die, they make preparations that day for your funeral. They don't keep a body out two or three days. They bury him the day they die. Oh, you say, preacher, maze. I don't understand that. That's why it's hard to understand. They'll kill the two witnesses. And they'll leave them in the streets three and a half days. they just leave them out there. Had them cameras on them. And the Antichrist will say, boy, I put them out of business. God had two witnesses, didn't I put them out? <laughs> I got rid of the only two witnesses left. The devil's going to say, I got rid of everybody that witnessed for God. And about that time, somebody's got a camera. It's going to say, wait, wait, wait Wait a minute. Wait a minute! I saw one's eye begin to twitch. Something's happening to that guy. My Bible says they'll be resurrected. (laughs) Woo! I like that. And the Bible said they'll stand upon their feet and then they'll send into heaven. And I hear the Antichrist say, well, I'm getting rid of them. And I believe one of them turns around and says, yes. But there's 144,000 Jews right there, 12,000 from each tribe, and boy, they'll testify and preach like you've never heard preaching. Oh, you say, Brother Meade, I want to tell you something. There is the vision of horror on this earth. That's the fourth vision. Let's come to the last. Vision number five. And he had a vision of heaven and hell revelation 21 and revelation 22 i used to read these two last chapters in the book of the revelation so much are you listening to me i read them so much i wore out the last two chapters i remember one time i was a preaching I, I and i'm bad sometimes hit the bible i'm ba- bible don't last me but about uh, about six months and i was a preaching that night and i've been pre- uh, reading revelation 21 revelation 22 you say why do you read so much i want to find out from my home and what it's going to be like when I get over there. Thank God. I, listen, I won't know everybody over there by the first name when I get there. Say amen. Well, bless God, I want to be used to it. somebody said, Hey, preacher, that's crazy. Listen, I'm going to that city where it cometh no night. I, I'm going where Jesus is the light of that city. I'm going to live with Jesus forever. But I want to show you something. I was a preacher, and a fellow sitting back where he was, I hit my Bible, and when I hit it on the pulpit, Revelation 21, 22 went out in his lap, and I said, Bring it back. Bless God, I'm not through reading about my home yet. Bring it back. Let me tell you something. Sure as you're here, sure as there's a God in heaven. Uh, Revelation 21 and Revelation 22 uh, gives you a picture of the holy city of the New Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven. It gives you a picture of hell and its horrors. Uh, it said, in the fearful uh, and the unbelieving, the abominable and liars shall be cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. Now let me give you three things when it comes to eternal things of heaven and hell. First of all, listen to me. Revelation 21, 22. You see Jesus on the throne. And that's where you ought to be in your heart tonight. Are you listening to me? The Lord Jesus ought to be on your heart. He ought to be crowned as the king of your life. But one day, he will be over yonder. Number two, John saw heaven. Boy, listen to me. I want to tell you something. Now, you don't believe this, but if you knew what heaven was really like, you'd want to commit suicide and go on right now. You say, I don't believe that. Yes, you would. If you could get a glimpse of nobody ever getting sick and nobody ever having a misunderstanding, if you could get a vision of a body that would never get sick, and a, a, a listen a, of a priest, where there's perfect harmony and a place of bliss forever. Oh, this is what heaven means to me. Revelation 21, 22. Then he saw this. He saw hell. He saw the lake of fire. He saw the eternal doom of souls without Christ. He saw the sinner in hell. He saw the sinner in hell. Let me give you this now close. I had, my daddy was a very friendly type man. Uh, he, he loved everybody. He'd see everybody. Everybody in, in that town. I never had to go downtown and somebody would say, Are you Mace Jackson's son? I'd say, Yes, I am. I never had to say, I'm sorry that he's my daddy. Boy, they'd say, you got the finest dad in this country, Mace. And I'd say, Thank you. I believe he is, too. Thank you. I believe he is, too. And, boy, he was a fine fine man. I mean, from every aspect. Oh, you hear me. He just gave me the best advice I ever had in my life as a preacher. He gave me better advice than I learned in college. He gave me better advice than I've learned from preachers. Boy, he gave me some good advice. But I want you to listen to me. He had a little country place down there. We used to go down there. And he built a little cabin. We'd go in there summertime. Now I remember it didn't have windows. It just had some old board type things there and shutters, And he went in there one summer and was late getting down there. And he opened up the windows and I was sitting down on the couch reading Mighty Mouse or uh, reading one of them funny papers because I wasn't saved. And as I was sitting there, a snake stuck his head up right, right, right by me and I looked at that snake and I said, excuse me, Doc, I'll be seen," And I started to walk away Daddy said, it won't bite you. I said, I know it ain't going to bite me because I ain't going to get that close to it. Bless God if it's going to bite me, I'll tell you. He said, it won't bite you. He said, that's a black snake. That'll, that'll kill other snakes. I said, yeah, it'll make me kill myself, too. That's what he'll do. And I ain't sitting around black snake or white snake, green snake. I don't care what kind of snake it is. I'm afraid of four kinds of snakes, big ones, so little dead ones, and so alive. And say amen right there. But you know, if that, if, if that had been during a thousand years reign, i had been sitting there reading my Bible. I'd looked over that snake and said, hey. Read right on, because the Bible said snake won't hurt you during that time. Oh, you say, yes. No, it won't why you'll have a uh, lion tigers a house cat say amen right there bless God the Bible said the wild beast will be tamed and when you think about it heaven's a place oh where everything is blessed and everything's wonderful but hell is a place of suffering and across from our little country place down on the mountains there's a man that's very rich called Mr. Fortune but he had a fortune fortune You couldn't talk to him. He just acted like he hated people. But he liked my dad. He'd ride ride up on his fine horses and say, Hello, Mr. Jackson. How are you today? My daddy would say, How are you, Mr. Fortune? He said, Not too good. And he worked people for just about nothing. And beat them. He was terrible. But when he started to die, I want you to listen very close. He started to die. We went up to his house, and my daddy made me and my little brother stay out. Daddy went in the house, and Daddy went in, and he looked up, Mr. Fortune said, Glad to see you, Jackson. He said, I'm going to take a leap in the dark. <laughs> he said, I don't know where I'm going. I've hated God and hated the Bible and hated the church. <laughs> and Daddy said before he died, Daddy stood there. And Daddy used to wear a little cap. Somebody said, Why don't you wear a hat? I don't have but two hairs up there, and I don't want to get them crossed up. Say amen right there. I just don't wear a hat. I don't wear it. I just don't wear a hat. But you know what, Daddy was standing there, took off his hat, stood there, prayed for that man, and Daddy said when he was dying, he hollered, my God, I see fire. I see fire rising up to meet me. You say, preacher, he didn't see fire. Yes, he did. That poor old doomed soul was going to a place of everlasting burning. My Daddy said, he on fire licking up at him listen if you're not right with Jesus Christ uh, brother there'll be fire that'll lick up at you when you find that and you'll fall in that lake of fire or that horrible being, there'll be weeping and wailing and crashing but up in heaven God will be with his people and they'll be there forever ever hit by the Bible thank you for coming on Saturday night. thank you for listening to Panorama the book of Revelation